Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,152. <coughs> Woo! Mid-September already, September 15th. 98 degrees on this day, and again, that's 1939. They had a longer hot streak than the recent catastrophic calamity we had. 36 degrees on this day in 1964, 2002, 2011, and yes, it's true, a trace of snow on this day mm. in 1916. Just Hail the flashlight, King! Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Uh, Reavers, if you ever again <laughs> uh, bring up a riddle, uh, it's you'll you'll have you'll find yourself in some difficulty. I, I... I saw the reaction and figured this was coming. Uh, I'm getting answers oh. from as far away as Edmond, Oklahoma. Oh. <laughs> Give the riddle to Rook and get his answer. All right. Give me just one moment. Um, Rookie has not been briefed. Um, yeah. uh, oh, no, Arnie. Riddle. They said turn your clocks back. Right. Well, that makes more <laughs> sense in this thing. Rookie, um, every day we get an update from my son's third grade teacher. Mr. Oh, we don't Dino. need the whole background yeah, story. Just lay the on riddle on him. And yesterday's included a riddle. Okay. Here we go. You ready yep. for the riddle? Yeah. There is an empty room. Inside the room, there is only one basket with five apples in it. Then five kids walk into the room. Each kid takes an apple, yet one apple still remains in the basket. How can this be? Matthew Mikulski. There's an empty room. That's right. In that room, there is a basket. Yes. In that room, in the basket, there are five apples. That's correct. correct. This is an old radio ploy where you repeat the five, question yeah, back. Right, trying to, to stretch it out. Kenny, I don't need to. I have things I want to talk okay. about. That's why Reavers is in trouble for the damn riddle in the first place. <laughs> five kids walk into the room. <laughs> correct. Third time. And there Each is, kid takes a nap. You're just killing time so you can think of the answer. What's the damn answer? <laughs> You'd be an awesome teacher. One kid. Oh my. One kid put the apple back in the basket. Well, you're close. You're close. You're close. You're no, close. he's dead on correct. Well, one, one kid, kid just kept the basket took the apple. basket with the apple in it. That's the answer. And by the way, um, I was informed my eight year old got yeah. it instantly. I would. Matthew, so. I'm trying if to I was Matthew Mikulski Jr. because he is. If I was your teacher, man, it's not important. Matthew, I would give you an A minus. Thank you, Kenny. I would turn it into a plus. You would turn it into a plus. I know you would. I know. Rick uh, from Rick Grossong in Edmond, Oklahoma. There were other apples and maybe other baskets with either more or fewer apples. This was the only one with exactly five apples. So the one of the five kids took an apple that was outside that basket or in another <laughs> basket, leaving one apple that in that basket, waiting for tomorrow for the answer. Rick, Rick, come on. He come is on, messing Rick. with you, you Such. You, uh, yeah. you really fouled that up. Here. How do I register to win the grill? You know what? Yeah, right. You know what some had suggested is we should allow Patrick to retell the riddle. 
Well, yes. How uh, hey, how many oranges did the apples take for the kids to go to lunch? Red paint. Red apples in baskets. Why are they painted red? <laughs> red? Is he in Boston? He is. In... He'll okay. be joining us later on today's program. All right. Former Labor Department Chief Economist Diana Firstgott-Roth broke down how a United Auto Workers strike could impact the U.S. economy. Historically, this has never happened. The United Auto Workers are on strike at the three plants owned by the big three, General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis, which back in the day was Chrysler. They didn't reach a deal. They had until midnight last night. The workers are striking at a GM plant in Wentzville, Missouri, a Stellantis plant in Toledo, Ohio, and a Ford plant in Wayne, Michigan, where they make the F-150. I think that's the most popular vehicle in the country, if I'm not mistaken. Plants that were not called upon to strike will work without a contract, UAW President Sean Fain said. The UAW shall stand up. The strike begins at all three big three, the union said in a post Supporters and workers clearly cheered the United Auto Workers. Members went on strike at the Ford Michigan Assembly Plant on September 15th in Wayne, Michigan. Fain says this strategy will keep automotive corporations guessing with leadership determining further strikes. UAW workers will rally today at 4 p.m. Eastern. United Automobile Workers President Sean Fain, that's a cut line. The main point of contention between the two sides is higher pay, with Fain saying the union is seeking a more than 40% general pay raise for rank-and-file members over 40 years. Wow. 40. Full-time assembly plant workers at Ford and GM earn $32.32 an hour. While part-timers currently make about $17 an hour, full-time employees at Stellantis earn $31.77 an hour, and part-time workers close to $16 an hour. Rookie, do the math for me. Assume a 40-hour week, 40 times 32.32. And now, Joe, I don't want to distract. $1,300. Now now give me the times 52. 67225. Okay, and that doesn't include benefits and vacation. Right. Then, then they get benefits and vacation. So on a top full-time of that. assembly worker at Ford and GM earns close to $70,000 a year. Oh, wait a minute. We're assuming they get health free, and they probably don't. Yeah. Stellantis workers attended a member's hand. That's another cut line. Damn or do they? I Union. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The union is also pushing for making all temporary workers at the automakers permanent. Cost of living adjustments, increases in pension benefits for current retirees, and restoring pensions for new hires. Fain has called the demands the most audacious and ambitious list of uh, proposals they've seen in decades. Well, that's the union head admitting it's audacious. Experts say the strike could cost the U.S. economy billions of dollars. Mm. That is according to a new analysis from the Anderson Economic Group, a Michigan-based think tank that specializes in the economic impact of labor strikes. 
The report estimates that economic losses from a 10-day work stoppage could cost about $5.6 billion. Even a short strike would impact economies throughout Michigan and across the nation, said Patrick Anderson, CEO of the Anderson Economics Group. That figure includes manufacturer losses of $989 million and, and lost direct wages of $859 million. It does not take into consideration strike play, pay, unemployment benefits, unemployment taxes, income taxes, government spending, or settlement bonuses. All right. 40%. Uh, uh, just a, uh, an outside observation. All right. Could we be seeing, but I think I know the answer, could we be seeing the, equi- the equity movement infiltrating what heretofore has been private manufacturing? Are we seeing an equity push here? I haven't read the word equity in any of this, but are we seeing an equity push? I know I know that they're very upset that the CEO of Ford makes twenty million Farley. See, is that equity though? Well, it's equity if they if the line workers also make twenty million. But they won't. They can't. There's no money for that. Is this a case of ask for the moon and you'll probably get close to what you want or need? Well, probably. What's you know, 40% of, uh, of 70,000? Matthew. Got her. 28,000? Roughly. Okay, so now you're up to uh, a line worker. If they got forty percent, would be making close to a hundred grand a year. Now, then, people smarter than I am are going to have to figure out. Uh, okay, uh, Bob, you bolt bumpers onto F one fifties, and it's it's not fun, but you do it. There's robotic machinery that helps you. You put the bumper in place, and you have pneumatic drills that put the bumper in place and you're is that worth a hundred grand a year and i i'm i i'm hesitant to go into those waters well i i don't think we need to um well, it's not I, the market bear that's what it is well if it's a hundred <clears throat> grand a year then an, F, an f-150 is going to cost you 200 grand okay I that's why i wanted to bring that up it's going to skyrocket the price that, of and that's you in the back. I, I was going to go with that but but extend it a bit this entire idea, and it's it's become a talking point more recently with the people bef- ahead of profits. There's this section of our society that thinks that businesses have no have no business making any money. It everything should be equal. Everything it's the equity movement, and that and that's what this is all about. Where it shouldn't matter to to some people, Ford shouldn't be able to make any money. Everyone should just be paid more. That's, I'm that's old, what's I'm, the driving force behind this. I'm old-fashioned uh, just by my upbringing. I'm opposed to the equity movement. I'm old-fashioned. You you make the sacrifices. You put in the work. Someday you might be a CEO, and you're going to get rewarded for the path you took of working your ass off and staying late and not you you weren't fishing when the other guys were. That's Who, my that, that's my possibly an antiquated, possibly a naive view. But that's my view. And the guy on the line, uh, he didn't do any of that. Hey, that just happened in my family. Four years ago, that company started. Zillow just bought it. Yep. They worked nights. They worked weekends. They ate ramen noodles. They worked their asses off. 
And that's the risk reward. Joe, whose idea was this? Did this come from the workers themselves or the union? Well, they're led by union leaders who are, are who are doing the negotiating. Trying to remain... A uh, um, hundred years ago, when I had to negotiate a contract with Heyman, everybody said, ask, just ask an, an outrageous... So I walked into that meeting and said, hey, man, I want 250 a year. And uh, he came back with what I really wanted. You know, it was, so is this just a negotiating ploy? Well, you know, where you throw out an outrageous sum that you'll never ever get right. in order to get a, a a little bump. Yes, I I can only I can only suspect that. Of course, it's a negotiating ploy. But can you imagine any of us going in and saying, "Look, I want a forty percent raise"? It's not going to happen. <laughs> You're not even going to get a 4% raise. It's not going to happen. Wait, you guys get meetings? Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, there's many... You know, in my night. contract, it says I don't have to attend meetings. Ah, nice. I, I like the point you brought up because there's many nights. Uh, it'll be a Friday night at 7.30 p.m. and Dan is still in his office. Mm -hmm. and, and the rest of us are already, you know, four or five drinks in. Mm -hmm. Well, you might be. Yeah, me and Matt. Yeah. yeah, if you got home now, you'd still be a couple beers behind me. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's the equity movement I, I really do I think it's so pervasive uh, how can they not right before our eyes Joe how can they not see they're going to put themselves out of a job they're going to shut down there goes Ford they're done. I, you know, you have to, you have to believe that they'll they'll pull the pin before they allow the business to collapse. Okay, but then you have your skilled uh, executives, not even just the CEO. You got the marketing, you got the finance, you've got all that, and they're steering the company for you know five years down the road with what's going to be our next car. The guy that's putting a bumper on. Uh, is just putting a bumper on. He's just waiting to be told what's the next car he's going to put a bumper on. Right. He's and not designing it, marketing it, manufacturing it, dreaming it up, but scheming it, plotting it, architecting it. He's not doing any of that. But he's that's putting the, the bumper on it. That, that, that those people have to have an awakening that are saying, the UAW saying, oh, we want to get paid the same. or, or uh, Not necessarily unrelated. Yeah. There was a moment in last night's Vikings loss at Philadelphia God, I hate those guys. where Justin Jefferson apparently uh, had his necklace come undone during a tackle, mm -hmm. and he quickly threw it to the sidelines, and someone went on the uh, social medias and said, Justin Jefferson just threw a teacher's salary to, to the, the sidelines. sidelines. Uh, and I'm, I'm really tired of the idea that... Uh, a teacher should make as much as the CEO of Ford. You know, I, I've been doing a little homework on that. Uh, I'm not against teachers, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but who are you kidding? The, you know what they work? They work about 170 days a year. Time out before you go any further because you can get yourself in a little bit of trouble. Mm -hmm. What you're talking about is the overhead of, of education spending, right? What do you mean? Well, you're okay with the teacher making a decent salary, absolutely. But it, but it's the it's the. But they have twenty vice principals, right. and they have That's too much. Okay. It's just all BS. But, again, but when they say, "Oh, he just threw a," uh, we're supposed to think he just threw a fifty thousand well, dollars. I don't see how that's analogous to anything. That's a ridiculous. Okay, but on a teacher wise, yes, they got a good base. At St. Paul, they got a good base salary, but then 
she got her master's degree and she's almost done with her doctorate. Let me so, see. Let me, right. So she's putting in the time right. and, and rather it's, than the regular teacher that just does nothing. Let me see if I can correct the analogy. Uh, no, I, I, I guess I'm I'm comparing us. Uh, well, let me start over. Uh, I, I lost my train of thought. How do you compare a teacher to anybody in sports? Well, they get their three their three months off in the summer, the two weeks off. At BS that whoever that football player is has been training for this moment since he was five years old. His entire life has de been devoted to getting to where he is now. He deserves that. Whoever eighteen is, well, we're, we're I have we're, no idea. Could care less. Jefferson. Justin Couldn't Jefferson. care less. Doesn't we're, make any difference. Well, you should. He's interesting. He's a great player. The uh... <laughs> okay, Judd. Got okay, kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I, never mind, I'm not making it well, analogous. Well, this might help you all. My antiquated, to go. some, it, it's antiquated, view of capitalism absolutely does not square with the Mysterian view of it. You'll remember here, the Minneapolis public school teachers, led by their fascist leader, wanted <laughs> to end capitalism. That's mm -hmm. right. That's right. Uh, what was her name again? Uh, some Irish yeah. name. I don't know. Um, it's not important. The, the, the point is that my view of how things should work is certainly not the view that the Mysterians hold. And I would be ridiculed for my view just as I ridicule their view. Well, right? you don't have to stand alone on this. I mean, it's pretty much your antiquated view. Isn't that the view of most of us in GL? Well, or as we said yesterday, you're either a GLer or you're not. Boom. I mean, I don't want to take on any of the responsibilities that the, my supervisors have. Hell no. No. Uh-uh. Nope. Nope, and nope. you're willing to understand that because Could, of that mindset, yeah. you'll be paid what you're paid. Yeah, you drive a fancy car, fine, park in the garage, fine, don't care. I'm not doing any part of your job. Mm -hmm. Have no desire. Well, that's that to me would be a conventional and traditional view. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, because of inflation, cost of living, uh, everything else. Apples. You know, seventy grand a year for a family is is probably uh, it's tough. Tough. I'm not turning down a raise. Don't get me wrong, right. and and I'm still going to ask for one. But you know, uh, that's why there's so many dual income families and and what have you. It's uh, but gee whiz, let's get let's just stick to the auto uh, strike. Forty uh, percent raise obviously is a negotiating tool. They probably want a ten percent raise. Or a fifteen percent raise, which they'll probably get. Yes, and say, "Okay, we're done striking." Well, Is it just it difficult now to get a car? Yeah, they're they're pricey. Is it just me, or does that part-time wage? What did you say? Seventeen something? Yeah. yeah, that seems a little low to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe that's opening position. I don't know. Where does $32.32 an hour? Is that low? Yeah, they could use a $10 bump, I think, yeah. there. Can we go live? I don't know. To the oh. scene in Philadelphia, speaking of the Vikings game? We had an well, eyewitness report before you do your ad. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's very important. Is this germane to what we're talking about? You brought up the Vikings. Well, yeah, you but only in Pat. Okay. I 
thought it was louder than that. I don't know can't, what that was. Can't hear it. Yeah, you couldn't hear it. I thought it was a lot louder. I can't hear it, Chris. What are they saying? John writes, Joe, how do I win the side of beef? <laughs> I can't I can't find it on the website. John, you're referring to Grunhoffers, old fashioned meats in Hugo and Forest Lake. And for the next month, Stop in at either store location, mention you're a GLer, fill out a drawing ticket with your name and phone number, and be entered into a drawing for a chance to win a 10-pound prime rib roast. Woo! Winner will be selected on Thursday, October 14. We here at Garage Logic are not in the meat business, John. Right. We're mm-hmm. not giving away a side of beef, but you can win yourself a nice 10-pound prime rib roast from Grunhofer's. Either store will accept your entry. Hugo's original hey. original location is on Highway 61, just north of Hugo, and the Forest Lake location is immediately east of 35 on... Uh, Highway 97. And they're hiring, by the way. Oh, okay. Something you might remember, Rook. Yeah. You can join the Grunhoffers team, stop in at Forest Lake or Hugo to inquire about part-time positions. Grunhoffers has you covered on game day. If you're still going to pay attention after an 0-2 start, call to place your order of dry-aged sides. Wow, look at that. And uh, right now, how about this for breakfast? Cinnamon toasted maple sausage links. That'd be Does that good. sound that would, good? That would be okay. Does that good. sound good? No, it sounds great. Grunhoffers has you covered. You can call the Forest Lake store at 651-982-1182 or the Hugo store at 651-426-2800. And I can give you more information on store number three. It will be in White Bear Lake on Birch Lake Square off Highway 96 near Carboni's Pizzeria and Pub of White Bear Lake. Uh, so it's going to be at nine, on Highway 96 near Carboni's Pizza in the Birch Lake Square. Not open yet, but we'll tell you when it's open. Taco Bratwurst. Mm-hmm. That's featured. Also, the Smoky Sweet Rub Pork Chop. Oh, how about that? Yeah, how, how about, about that? A good Mouth-watering pork chop? chops, baby. Yeah. Grunhoffers, old-fashioned meats. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. Obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. That is cylinder index or his golf score. Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Suchere. That's a little early, wasn't it? I jumped the gun. That's you know, okay. You're excited. Uh, GLR uh, Josh, your world confuses and frightens me. He's a truck driver. Uh, he's also a GLR, and he did a little experiment for us. He actually wrote this ad, basically. He took Bugsby Gone 
after a road trip, sprayed the back or the front, I guess it would be the non-glass side of one of his mirrors with seafoam. Ran it through a car wash. It would be the non-glass side. Be the non-glass side, the front, right? No, That's would that right. be the back? Speaking of that, when you're at the lake, which yard is the front yard? Uh, let's not get into that now. Um, where was I? So he sprays sea one foam. of the mirrors. Yep. Yeah, he sprays one of the mirrors with sea foam. Goes through the car wash, gets out, takes a picture of both. You know, I'm pretty sure you can guess what happened, right? No bugs. No bugs on the one he sprayed with sea foam. Still bugs on the mirror. That he didn't he spray. He did a science experiment. Yeah, he did. And he did that for us at GL and for Seafoam. And I thank you, uh, Josh. Bugs be gone. It's so simple. It's so easy. Just spray it on. It melts the sticky bond. Next thing you know, um, everything's wonderful. What used to be a pain in the old behind is now fun. Just spray it on. Watch them slide away. It's safe for all finishes. Glass, plastic, chrome, you name it. No film, no haze. We can use it on everything. And when you buy it, buy a lot. Don't you? Don't, that's the only thing I have to criticize Josh about. He had a cute little dandy bottle that could fit in your pocket. Josh, get yourself a jug. You're going to be using this stuff for the rest of your life. It's that wonderful. It's that wonderful. It's just another product from our fine folks at Seafoam. Bugs be gone. E-L. She tried to spell eagles, and it just I couldn't even pronounce the word she spelled. I believe the word that she spelled was Elgisel. Eagles. Yes. So. <laughs> you know, my guys, uh, uh, G- uh, Jordy and Kelsey, send me a lot of stuff, and, and I'm going to read something that Kelsey sent. I normally don't read these things. I'm, I'm trying to think of a name for them. Uh, these are these little brights that pop up on the internet, okay. you know, and, yeah. and I normally don't read them, but I, I want to read this one and I don't want to talk about guns. I just want to read this. It's called sensible gun logic. Maybe you've seen this on the internet. I have, yep. And, and I want to read this because I just find it irrefutable. I, I can't find anything wrong with it. Sensible gun logic. Number one. Number one. 11 teens die each day because of texting while driving. Maybe it's time to raise the age of smartphone ownership to 21. Uh, it's, it's hard to argue with that, isn't it? Right. Number two, if gun control laws worked, Chicago would be Mayberry, USA. I, I find no fault with that. That's mm-hmm. correct. Number three, the Second Amendment makes more women equal than the entire feminist movement. I'll buy that. Number four, legal gun owners have 300 million guns and probably a trillion rounds of ammunition. Seriously, people, if we were the problem, you'd know it. It's logical. Okay. Number five, when JFK was killed, nobody blamed the rifle. That's hard to, hard wish, to dispute that. I wish John was here because that rifle was a piece of crap, incapable of hitting a, a moving target. I, I happen to agree with that, but I don't want to get into that either. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not when not when not John's, when not, John's here. not here. It's more fun when he's here. <laughs> yeah, the National Rifle so National Rifle Association murders zero people and receives zero money from the government. Planned Parenthood kills three hundred and fifty thousand babies every year and gets. $500 million in tax, uh, $500 million in tax dollars annually. Wow. Hard to dispute that. 
Number seven, I have no problem with vigorous background checks when it comes to firearms. But don't be a hypocrite. Let's do the same when it comes to immigration, voter ID, and candidates running for office. Hard to, hard to okay. dispute that. Yeah. Number eight, folks keep talking about another civil war. One side knows how to shoot and probably has a trillion rounds. The other side has crying closets and is confused about which bathroom to use. How do you think that would work out? It's hard to dispute that. Hard to dispute that. Number nine, a man who left 300,000 guns and $78 billion worth of military equipment for the Taliban is lecturing people on gun control. No Mm. joke. Hmm. Don't be Mm. afraid to share this. There's more logic and common sense expressed here than probably anything you have seen on the news today. And I don't read many of these these little brights that I get, but I, I could find no fault in any of that logic. Those are the numbers. Hard to argue with. Thanks, Matt. Don't get me started, though, on the very first one. because Preach it. Amen. Kenny will roll his eyes because he knows where I'm going to go with this. But the the, the texting epidemic that we have behind the wheel in this country is a massive, massive problem. I see it every day. Kenny, what was the one? The uh, Highway 36? Was that yesterday morning? Or was it two days ago? He the The driver was impaired, but also, in addition to being impaired, was texting and went... Into the grass, up the weeds, hit the embankment, and state patrol still couldn't get this clown to pull over. Jeez. Oh, I saw the video oh, of that. It was unreal. Yeah. During the middle of the day. Yeah. Middle of the day. Yeah. I told you at the beginning of this year, the year 2023, that this would be the year that the UFO controversies are going to come out in the open. Okay. It's going to happen this year. We're going to learn something. Now, we're getting there. We're running out of time. There's only a few months left in the year. But we learned yesterday that NASA has released a UFO report. And uh, it's Dateline Cape Canaveral. NASA said yesterday that the study of UFOs will require new scientific techniques, including advanced satellites, as well as a shift in how unidentified flying objects are perceived The space agency released the findings after a year-long study into UFOs. It's a 33-page report. An independent team commissioned by NASA cautioned that the negative perception surrounding UFOs poses an obstacle to collecting data, but officials said NASA's involvement should help reduce the stigma around what it calls UAPs, or Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. Mm. All right. The only reason I was interested in the fact that Jimmy Buffett was born in Pascagoula, Mississippi, which I read in his obit, is because the only other time I've really had occasion to have Pascagoula, Mississippi in my consciousness was because 50 years ago, Rolling Stone had a big spread on some fishermen in Pascagoula, Mississippi, (laughs) who said they were taken aboard a, an unidentified flying object. And what, what happened to them? Well, they were ridiculed. Okay. Right. As well, maybe they should have been. Right. I, it's a long time ago. I don't remember the complete story. Uh, it might have been they were sipping some hooch there okay. on the dock. Too. But in any event, what, what NASA, I believe, is willing to say now is the days of stigmatization are over. 
you were people who report these things are no longer going to be considered looney tunes this is happening we we need to study it it's happening and there should be no stigma attached to it okay at this point, there is no reason to conclude that existing UAP reports have an extraterrestrial source, the report said, which leaves open the possibility that everything seen is produced on Earth, either by us or by foreign governments. The 16-member panel noticed that artificial intelligence and machine learning are essential for identifying rare occurrences, including UFOs. NASA, with its NASA with its world-leading experience of these aspects, is well-positioned to play a leading role. Uh, at the one and only public meeting earlier this year, the independent team selected by the space agency insisted that there is no conclusive evidence of extraterrestrial life associated with UFOs. Hmm. Okay? So that would be the official government stance at this okay. moment, right? Yep. There's well, no NASA's, yeah. It's NASA's stance. Well, that's yeah. not us. It's NASA. Right. The national uh, thing here. Yeah. Aeronautic and yeah. space and Spaceman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, astronauts. <laughs> right. Yeah. No top secret files were accessed by the scientists, aviation, and artificial intelligence experts, and retired NASA astronaut Scott Kelly, the first American to spend nearly a year in space. Instead, the 16-member group relied on unclassified data in an attempt to better understand unexplained sightings in the sky. NASA said there are so few high-quality observations that no scientific conclusions can be drawn. You know why? Because a lot of times it's blurry. Oh, yeah, because you, you can't see it. It's blurry. blurry. Like a large, out-of-control right. monster. Out-of-focus monster. That's right. The government refers to unexplained sightings as UAPs versus UFOs. NASA defines them as observations in the sky or elsewhere that cannot be readily identified or scientifically explained. The study was launched a year ago, and I, I find this to be a miracle. A miracle. It cost under a hundred grand. Wow. No, it didn't. Come That's what on. It says right here. How long ago? The study was launched well, then, a year ago and cost less than a hundred thousand dollars. It's not legit. Then it's not. Isn't that, that amazing? It can't be. <laughs> you had a sixteen-member staff, and they studied for a year, and you're telling me it didn't cost me that much? That's amazing. Yeah, that's never happened before. Why yeah. can't government always be that efficient? Of course, well, that, we didn't learn anything here, really. We haven't really learned anything. No, the price has gone up, though, because they just hired a UFO research chief well, they who did. they won't name publicly. Really? They refuse to name him. But, you know, he's making over 100K. Uh, Joe, I think the, the goal, I think they're achieving their goal, and the goal is to keep us confused and keep us asking the wrong questions. That's but, what they're but doing. they appear to be willing to acknowledge your telephone call reporting something you can't identify. Only as a measure to keep us confused. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm not confused because uh, I haven't seen anything. I did see the Starlink. That was extraordinary. I told you guys that. That was just an amazing sight, going through the heavens. Uh, but I haven't seen anything that other than that that I can't explain. Of course, I've traditionally missed many things yes. in the in the yeah. skies because I have my eyes on the ground. You do know that there is a um, upcoming Halloween costume. You were enamored by the aliens uh, that were that surfaced. Was it Mexico? 
uh, Mexico. It looked like a bunch of U.S. senators. (laughs) (laughs) Was that yesterday? That was was it two days ago? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Didn't they look like they were made out of like? Putty or paper, paper mache. mache. Yeah. That is the new Halloween costume, Kenny, is the paper mache alien costume. I Love guess it. the guy who presented them uh, is a notorious flim flam. Right. He guy. was a bit unbelievable. Yeah. 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 I love flim flam guys. They're the best. You but can't I, believe a word here. they say. Yeah, but I love Navy pilots, too, and they've been unleashed. They've, they've been given some freedom now to talk. And but they're, they're describing stuff that just blows their mind. They are just victims of their own government or the private sector that's conducting experiments. You know, when you talk about the government in that way, let's get heavy. It's time for heaviness. It ain't heavy. What, you're, what you must be talking He's about is what's been ready. referred to as the deep state. Yes, yes. Right? Yes, the government. Joe. The government. I mean, <clears throat> Biden has no more idea about this than the man in the moon. The deep state. Well, it's, not, that, it's not the government as it's recognized every day in the Washington Post. We're talking about stuff we don't know about. Right, right. Shadow government. Shadow government, deep state, the stuff that... And, yeah. and again, I've said for ages, what does my government fear from me if I found out there were extraterrestrials? I don't care. It's fine with me that they're extraterrestrials. Um Scott Matura. Yes, he's in Montana. And he's also a part of the Garage Logic Town Council. He's on the town council, so he's listing live. Check this out. You mean to tell me. You mean to tell me that a bunch of politicians can create a bill in a short amount of time that is 4,000 pages, yet NASA puts together a report the world has been waiting for decades, and it's 33 pages. And it's 100 grand. <laughs> Right. Boy, there's something to be mined there, isn't there? Yeah. What in the hell was that? You got a 33-page, maybe that's why it only costs 100 grand. Might be. 33-page report. We know the deep state. I, I shouldn't say any of this without John, but we know the deep state is real because they killed both the Kennedys. Right. I mean, come on. See? They're the ones in charge. I, I don't know that. Fishing. Oh, you know it for sure. For sure. <laughs> Rook, do me a favor. Talk to me, Goose. Look up St- Stephen Hunter. Stephen is a PH. And give me the names of his books. He's one of my favorite authors. And I've told you this before, but I'll tell you again. Maybe Kenny will finally do it, and then he can shut up about Kenny. Red Notice? No. that's. Uh, I'm not reading that. That is propaganda, is what that is. Red Notice was fantastic. Starting in 93, Point of Impact. Go up more recently. Okay. Give me the last five. Uh, targeted. Oh, wait. Targeted 22? No. Nope. Game of Snipers? No. Nope. G-Man? No. Nope. Sniper's Honor? No. Nope. Third Bullet? There it is. 2013. Read, read the Third Bullet okay. by Stephen Hunter. Do I have to it, build up to it, or can I start with that one? You could start with it, but I would recommend reading all his stuff. It's just fabulous. But in the Third Bullet, which is fiction... I read the most plausible possible explanation for Kennedy's death. It's just it's just fantastic writing and reasoning. Aliens? No. Oh. No. Is he a, a Stefan Stephen? Yes. Is that PH. how you spell it? Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, I'm at bookseriesinorder.com, dot mm-hmm. and they put the publication order the Bobby Lee uh, Bob Lee Swagger books. Yeah, I love those. And the book of the month featured. Is Code Red a rich a Mitch rap novel by Kyle Mills? Really? Yeah, 
It's just a weird that that. Why did that come up when you're looking for Stephen? Uh, it must be an advertising thing or something like Things that. Things you might like. Oh, so I it's, see. it's a sidebar. It's I almost see. one of those deals where it's, you're looking up that, you might be interested in this. Yeah, and this is a uh, Kyle's last book in the Mitch Rap series. It would help to read the third bullet after reading some other Stephen Hunter stuff. Okay. But you don't have to. It's a standalone. It's not Bob Lee Swagger. Bob Lee Swagger has been his main character throughout his career, a Vietnamese, a Vietnamese, a Vietnam War sniper from mm. Arkansas, mm. and just the best stuff. Who's uh, Earl Swagger? Earl was Bob Lee's dad. Okay, and he Earl drove was a the... big, uh, big, big World War II uh, hero. Did he drive truck? No, yeah, he was I think a he he actually. In Arkansas. Oh, I thought he came home and then drove dump truck for the Is rest that of the his life. He came home and he was sheriff in the Wachitas. Okay, yeah. uh, Such and I, God, I really wish that John was here. We're gonna have to call him and make him listen to today's show, um, because Oliver Stone, who John hates, uh, released a second JFK movie, which is a documentary called JFK Revisited mm -hmm. Through the Looking Glass. It's a two-hour movie, and it is. Fascinating. I, I think it's uh, problematic that you have to tell a member of the staff that he must listen to the show. Yeah, right. It, well, think, we have to tell Rookie that when he's here. He's six months behind. Right. I'm at. I'm just about. We're just approaching the uh, 29th and a half year anniversary. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant math. Okay. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not. Here's what I'm not going to do. What? I'm, what not, I'm not going to give you a minute's worth of mnmasoniccharities.org, the Minnesota Masonic. I'm not going to give you a minute of their time. You know why? I want you to give them a minute of your time. I get it. Find out what the secret is huh. at mnmasoniccharities.org. Wow. Okay. Find the secret. Go right now and look it up, mnmasoniccharities.org. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, that's going to do it for the day? Yeah. Okay. That's fantastic. Um, that's, it. that's it. Did that happen Sorry. now, or Sorry. did that happen six months ago? When did that just hey, GLers. This is Pete Arnold from Hire a Pro. You know, the company that helps you be your own contractor so you can make the roofing company profits instead of the roofing company? I've got Chrissy here. So, Chrissy, why are you in my commercial? You helped me replace my roof. How did that go? It went great. You educated us on how everything worked, showed us behind the curtain, so to speak. And after our $25,000 roof was replaced, we walked away with almost $6,000 for the work we put in. And what work was that? Uh, well, we got the permit and we picked the color. Hire Pro handled everything else. You did a great job, and I'm not even being paid to say that. If anyone's listening and has a storm damage claim, call them. Don't hire a roofer. Hire a pro. That's awesome. I, I appreciate the kind words, and I, I think you just made up our new motto. All right, Joe, you're up. So if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400 or visit them online at hireadotpro. That's hire a, and then put the dot there, pro. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Maple Grove Lock and Safe, right there in GL or on GL uh, Main Street, isn't it? Right, yeah, right there. It's actually the um, uh, second office for some of us uh, in GL. We hang out there quite a bit. Rich, he's the owner, the proprietor. He'd just like to thank all of us for your long time loyalty and 
hopes to continue serving us. He's he's one of us. He's a last dropper, a longtime GL. He's been in business there in Maple Grove 30 years doing a residential, commercial, and automobile lock and security services. The last dropper. And what we mean by that is let's try to get this thing fixed before we buy a new one. Kind of like uh, farmers, you know what I'm saying? So if you've got something you think is broken and there might be a chance it can be repaired, bring it bring it to him. Your lock, your key, your safe, whatever. He'll give you a free estimate and hopefully get that repair done. If repair is not the answer, well, you know Rich is going to be able to ease you into something new. Um, something as small as a lock or as big as a safe. Customer satisfaction is what it's all about and matching the right product to the needs of the specific GLer. 6901 East Fish Lake Road and on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. I have great news for GLers. Uh, a number of people have informed me of this. Heather Edelson is not seeking re-election. Why should you remember the name Heather Edelson? DFLE Dina. Not, uh, the name's really yeah. bad, but I can't place it. I proposed a ban on gas-powered equipment. Bats, yeah. Lawn oh, no, now I do. And, yeah. and she wanted Zambonis to be electric, and uh, she was uh, way in over her head, and she's stepping down. Apparently, she's been there, what, a couple terms. But she was the co-author on a ban of gas mowers, along with Jerry Newton and, of course, their DFLers. And that would have uh, greatly impacted our backyards and ice rinks. Mm-hmm. And she's stepping down, although uh, although her sentiment in that bill, I'm sure, is alive and well with the rest of the ideologues who are not stepping down. Unfortunately. Right? But for the meantime, the uh, the principal author behind that is not going to be around. She had no idea how late to the dance she was with the Zambonis. They have been around for years and in use for years. Electric ones? Yeah. I'm unaware yeah. of that. Yeah. I my kid used to propane. drive... Are they propane? Uh, they're propane they're, yeah. and or electric, yeah. yeah. And I, my kid used to drive Zamboni. Notice drive how I phrase it. No, he drove Zamboni. No, he drove um, so Zamboni. I called him and he confirmed, yeah, the uh, Zamboni I drove was uh, electric. Where do you parade Ice Garden? Yeah. Oh, good memory, yeah. Suits. They're either made in uh, Montreal or California. Did your kid ever get over his obsession with Zambonis? He was a professional Zamboni dumper. No matter w- if we were in Duluth, He'd have that guy eaten out of the palm of his hands as a three-year-old, and he would get to dump the snow. I see. One of my biggest regrets as a father, I really screwed it up. What? I, I never saw my kid drive that Zamboni. Oh, no, really? I'm such an idiot. Yeah, you're a dumbass. I really am. I don't mean for you to feel bad, but yeah, that's the worst parenting I, thing ever. I've got no defense. <laughs> I, I just don't know. I, I don't get it. The problem is he got a really good job too quick. I wasn't ready. I have a note on Derek Berry. He'll forgive you. Oh, yeah. He is a, uh, I think he's a Minnesotan by uh, birth. <clears throat> no, North Dakota. North Dakota, but lived in Minnesota for a while. Many years, yeah. Has that great YouTube channel called Vice, Crip, Vice Grip Garage and also has been picked up on the Motor Trend channel doing uh, Roadworthy Rescues, hmm. a show I terribly enjoy. Okay. Next week, Joe. Uh, well, I'm getting to that. I have a note you might be interested in, Ken. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Hi, knuckleheads, okay, and hail Kenny. the flashlight king. Hail, hail you. you. 
I heard Kenny mentioning roadworthy rescues in Vice Grip Garage again. Just to let you know, a couple of years ago, I hand-lettered the white four-door Vice Grip Garage shop truck and hand-painted the chrome-looking logo on the trunk, along with some other minor lettering on the VGG Independence Chevelle. I don't know what that what? means. What? Is wow! The, what's the VGG? Uh, Vice Grip Garage oh. Independence is a Chevelle that he used in burnout competitions. Oh, okay. I wow! Mean, this January, I received another call from Derek Beery, and within a few days, I was in Escanaba, Michigan, doing custom hand lettering on a blue 64 Galaxy for him and Motor Trend TV. I was doing the lettering while they were filming an upcoming episode of Roadworthy Rescues. Uh I had to sign a release form and wear a microphone. Meanwhile, the film was rolling the entire time I was there. I believe that the Galaxy will be the subject of the first episode of the new season starting this Wednesday, the 20th of September. Oh, this is so awesome, Joe. If you happen to see me in that episode, just remember that it is a longtime GLer who is slopping the paint on that old Ford Galaxy. Old school sign painting and dirt track racing are two of my lifelong passions. This guy's my new best friend. I I, love this man. I I have. He's not far from you. Just a moment. I have hand-lettered hundreds of race cars as well as built many cars throughout the Wasota racing country while oh, I own oh. and operated a chassis building business. Good luck, Mark Lem Trenberth, Hibbing, Minnesota. Okay, Mark, we're now lovers. Wow. <laughs> that happened fast. I want to say I want to say something that you guys probably won't understand, but Mark Fools will rush in. Here's the deal with dirt track racing. I absolutely hate the fact that now all of these cars have wraps. And a wrap is a plastic sign that you apply to the car, Joe, Mm -hmm. so it looks fancy and painted with lettering and numbers and all that. I love the old school guys like Mark that got out the brushes and and they steadily, oh, look at me, look at me. They held like this. Yeah. You know what? You know what Mark must have a steady hand. Yeah. What do they call that? Pinstriping. Well, he's that pinstriping lettering. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're really behind the times on that, aren't you? I remember Ben Mann, my former, the late great former brother-in-law, had an '82 Olds Cutlass with T-tops, and he had a custom pinstripe. See, it's the the wraps, you know. And I don't mean to rip rap guy. I don't. I don't mean to rip you guys that are into wraps, but uh, no soul. No soul at all. There's soul in paint, isn't there? Oh, my goodness. What? Well, Kenny, write this guy's name. Down. How soon can I be making out with... What the hell does that mean? There's soul in paint. How, how soon can I make out with Mark? Seriously. Yeah. Mark Trenberth. I may have mispronounced it. What was this? Mark Trenberth. T-R-E-N-B-E-R-T-H. Hibbing, Minnesota. I wonder... Mark Trenberth. Um, so I when wonder... we're watching Wednesday night, uh, the debut this year of Roadworthy Rescues on the Motor Trend channel, let's look for the guy painting the galaxy because that'll be Mark Trenberth from Hibbing. If That's I fun. remember right, on his way home, he had a breakdown and had to put in a different engine somewhere in Michigan. Um, all of this played out last, what did he said, January, right? That sounds well, that, about that right. That would, that would be an old episode you're referring to. No, no, uh, it's, he, we, he talked about it on Facebook. It's nothing that I had seen. He was oh. just looking for help. He was reaching out to 
the vice grip uh, army and looking for some help. I, I wonder if Mark is going to be at the Wasota 100 that's happening now at I-94 in Fergus Falls. Maybe I could run into him. Uh, Mark, I'll be on the back stretch up towards the top. When, when huh. is that event? It's uh, Wednesday, Thursday, tonight, and tomorrow. And Mark, I oh, so it's already underway. Yeah, it's already underway. And I, did he, does he say what his chassis company was? Uh, he does not. Okay. What did you want to add? Well, I was just going to say, and uh, I think I speak for the staff, where Mark, Kenny is now your problem. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am. You know what I am? You're his Ingi. <laughs> yes. You're his Mark, <laughs> I am your Ingi. You will never be able to shake me. <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to do, for Kenny, just because I'm a hell of a nice guy? I'm going to yeah. text you his email address. Yeah, please do. Yeah, I'm going to text you his email address. You his please email. do. That puts you as a really nice guy? That does. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I think that's just a You know small... why I'm going out of my way. It's in the right direction. No, you know, it's a thought that comes. You're right. The arrow's pointing in the right direction. That's right, Got Matt. It. Joe, Got it. I, I grew up watching these guys letter and paint and pinstripe stock cars right in my hometown. It is a serious art form. It's, it's incredible, and it's all been washed away by the rap. I hate raps. Well, if this guy got summoned by Derek Beery, he must have some name in the in the circle there. He must be well thought of to, yep. do, to do that. And work. Rookie is here to help you check to see if the paint is dry. Yes. Is the paint dry? <laughs> a handprint. How dry is a it? A new varnish. No, but a, a long fingerprint. You know, I was working in the di I was working in the digital imaging field between radio jobs when raps came out. And I thought, this will never last. This is BS. This is not going to last. And now everybody wraps their cars. Joe, if you want a, one of your cars that you don't like the color, you could just wrap that thing. I don't thing. want to wrap it. I'm not a no, wrapper. No, no. I don't want to wrap it. There's no soul there. I don't want to wrap it. Can we take a time out and come back with uh, the all-important scramble? Folks, if you want to have a really good time, then I suggest you check out EscapeWithUsVacations.com. My two sisters, Maria and Teresa, are seasoned veterans. They are not rookies in the travel industry. They travel quite a bit. They test out the places before they put them on their website or suggest a trip. And this one's a doozy. I'm going on this one. This is a fantastic eight-day cruise, and it is to Croatia. This is next July, 14th to the 21st, eight-day cruise from Split to Dubrovnik. I'm practicing up on my Croatian right now. I'm going to be able to say hello, goodbye, and good luck, and uh, can I have a cocktail? I'll, I'll figure that out. If you want to be on that same trip, then I suggest you go to the website, which, again, is escapewithusvacations.com, escapewithusvacations.com. It's going to be a really, really a huge blast. And I'll tell you what, you get your itinerary, you get all the prices, you see the Adriatic King and the Queen, because the King is full, so they've ordered a second boat, which is just going to tail right along. Dinners, oh, man, seven nights, eight-day cruise. It's going to be a blast. So check out the itinerary, check out the amenities, Check out everything at escapewithusvacations.com. It's going to be a wonderful trip, and I want you to get on the boat. If you want to call them, you got some questions, 651-788-4338. Another caveat, always use a travel agent. I don't care if you're going to Milwaukee. If your uh, plane is canceled, they'll find ways. They've got people connected, and they can help you get to your destination. 651-788-4338, escapewithusvacations.com. 
Is last night a you? Ooh, I didn't get to see it. I was in Boston, and uh, the the hotel TV or the bars don't have Amazon. So, uh, but last year, Joe, in their first, they were eight and one, and they had lost two fumbles. This year, they're zero uh, and two, and have lost what six now or yeah. seven? Or seven. Seven lost some of seven fumbles. That's a season's worth so far. So uh, they move the ball like crazy. Apparently, although they don't run the ball at all. How about let, letting that team run for two hundred fifty yards against them? Man, Patrick, I saw a stat. DeAndre Swift, who was with the Lions he last number year, zero? he's number zero. Yeah. He had a hundred and thirty-four rushing yards before contact, meaning. He would get the handoff, and he had that many rushing yards before he was touched by a Viking defender. Wow, that is uh, not good. That is not good. But at least we got that new defensive coordinator to tighten things up. I I will defend him, though. I'll defend him. Last year they had to pass against us. This year they just handed off to somebody. I will defend the the defense because they were on the field for damn near the whole game. Yeah, what we were scoring to. What you're saying is when they go – Vikings actually, when they didn't fumble or throw an interception, they were they were scoring too fast. They should have scored slower. Is that what you're saying? No, because in the first half they they dropped a fumble. Then they on their first play when they once they got the ball back, they fumbled the ball again. So they, the defense was on the field a lot, especially in the first half. Oh uh, well, okay. We want to be on Brian. We we hated the other guy so much. We want to make we want to believe ourselves that. Uh, the Brian Flores can improve the defense. We'll find out. Are they so, a playoff team this year? No. Really? Reaver no. says no. Well, Patrick? Well, I don't know. They still could win the stinky Central. I don't know. Nine and eight, eight and nine might win the Central. But, uh, the uh, you know, everybody says all these stats about if you go 0-2, you don't, you know, you, you only make the playoffs 10% of the time, 15% of the time. Well, since they started doing that stat, each division, each uh, conference gets an extra team in the playoffs. So, right. Uh, you know, so the odds go up a little bit. But uh, it's not the way to start to give away two games because you uh, make, make all those turnovers. But this, the Tampa Bay loss is still a hell of a lot worse. That's the one you can't lose, right? Right. Are you aware that uh, you're almost in the eye of a hurricane? Uh, it's off the shore. The uh, bride and I were going to go stay in Gloucester Sunday uh, and Monday. Uh, we might have to uh, readjust and just get out of plane. So. And you're oh, there to watch St. Thomas play at Harvard. Harvard. I am, in fact, sitting on some steps outside the Harvard Stadium right now. It was built in 1903, Oof. and it looks like since then they've probably done at least ten thousand dollars worth of upgrades. You still got the nice long bench to sit on. We don't. Uh, if you want to, if you want a seat, you're gonna have to bring it yourself. You know. And, uh, what's the, what's the weather like right now? Fine, uh, but windy. The wind is starting to kick up. That's right. But they keep. You know, the forecast says two-tenths of an inch of rain for tomorrow. You know what that is? That's nothing. Well, yeah, that's nothing except they they aren't sure. It depends upon if this guy stays out to sea or comes a little closer to shore, I guess. Are the Tommies Tommies expected to put up a good fight? I'm not sure. They're not very good offensively. They got shut out at South Dakota. Harvard's probably just a 
touch up from South Dakota, maybe maybe about the same as South Dakota. Yeah. So, you know what you got in the the Ivy League, though, Joe? Yeah. You uh, you got four when when you come as a freshman, you have four years of eligibility. That's it. Yep. When they had when they had COVID, had to cancel the season. They gave the extra year only to the seniors. Okay. None of this. Uh, none of this red. We don't have these twenty-six-year-old uh, seventh-year guys playing for Harvard. All right. They they they, they get them out of here. Uh, you know they're they're not uh, they're not they're not and and they are they don't give scholarships but they do a lot of academic help obviously yeah and all that stuff. Forty-two sports. I just walked through their. Uh, offices for their minor sports to get a get a pass and uh squash the squash team is looking pretty good this year (laughs) (laughs) all right that's what i'm rooting for we got we got your squash we got we got any damn sport you can possibly imagine and of course the big event of these is always in june when yale and harvard row oh that would be fantastic but they don't row on the Charles or anywhere in New Haven. They row on the Thames River, which is a short river, uh, kind of between the two places. And uh, they both have big, luxurious boathouses that they built up there just to get ready for the match. You know, that'd be so, fun. That would be fun. Yeah, the Yale Harvard Regatta is. Uh, I think it started in eighteen forty something or something. Had you uh, had had you previously been on the Harvard campus? I have been on the campus, but never for a sports event. I came over to Cambridge once just to see what it looked like. Yeah, and I Ubered it over here today. And my Uber, I said, "Take me to the Harvard football stadium," and he let me out at Harvard Square. Oh, so I got a mile and a half on my shoes already today. I'm less impressed with the Harvard campus. I am more impressed with the Boston College campus. Is beautiful. Harvard was just eh. I thought. It is. Well, it's, uh, it's leafy, it's leafy, and it's spread out, that's for sure. Yeah. The big... Boston, then there's the Boston U campus, which is right on Commonwealth Avenue, and you got to watch your arse or you get hit by a train walking across the street. So it's uh, did, Boston. Yes. Did, did you go to Legal Seafood yet? Yes, we did yesterday. I took the, the bride's with me. I took her to Legal Seafood yesterday. And, uh, Tell me you had a crab cake. Oh yeah, I always have a crab cake. Right. I, I have the crab cakes. Yes, the legal seafood. But the bride, uh, I don't know what got into her, but she sat down and after the long flight, and she had a martini, yep. a vodka martini. Then she had a bourbon and water. Well, oh, mixing like them up. Le- huh? that, that's about one, that's about her monthly total right there. A gal after my oh. own heart. Yeah. <laughs> get, the, get the trip started. I don't know what it does. Was Pat, that? last yeah. last time I was in Boston, I was blackout drunk by 4 p.m. <laughs> so well, I don't blame her. I think, I think that's possible here. That's, uh, that is uh, possible. I have, yeah. a rec- I have a recommendation for you, Patrick, a show I discovered this morning on Amazon Prime called Sprung. There's one season out. Have you heard of it? No, I have not. It's set in 2020. When Corona kicked in and nonviolent okay. criminals were um, sent home, and um, it's starring Martha Plimpton and Garrett oh. Dillahunt as Jack. You know who Garrett Dillahunt was, right? I don't. No, who did he play? I know he played the much. coward Jack McCall in Deadwood. 
Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and it. Uh, I have had to pause it and back it up because I was laughing so hard <laughs> that I missed some of the dialogue. It's really, really funny and sick and twisted. Well, we like sick and twisted. That's for so. Sure. Give it a so. shot. Sprung. Did you fly out commercial? Oh yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. A lot of people didn't, however, and I know that uh, some guys that I mentioned came out yesterday and had seats on the private plane. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, we could have we could have smoothed them up. We could have gotten you out here, man. Yeah. I so they supposedly seven hundred Tommies are expected. Oh boy! Expecting seven hundred, and there were there were several private places. So, Pat, what you're saying is, if a guy maybe had attended St. Thomas a while back, and maybe (laughs) had a right, he could he could have found his way there. Yeah, he could have called over there and said, uh, "Who you got going?" That doesn't (laughs) doesn't know what to do with that extra seat they got. I don't know if our poor paper would have had space for it. (laughs) Oh, you mean to even run a story, even run a column? What you got here? Yeah. Well, uh, I uh, the boys aren't doing their walkthrough till five. I was hoping to see them do the walkthrough, but through. But uh, I don't know if I'm just going to sit here on the steps for three hours. I don't know what I'm going to do. So. Hey, buddy, what are you up to? Go find the uh, <laughs> live around here. Go find the John Harvard statue, and then learn that it's not really John Harvard. It was just a model. Uh, okay. Why do you well, know so much about this? Because we went out there and looked, and we walked the campuses and stuff like oh, that. Okay. Fairly recently. Yeah. That's uh, well. It's uh, you know, it's uh, I think it's a great uh, thing for St. Thomas to get to play these guys. And uh, I I talked to Cruz a couple of days ago, and he loved to play in Ivy every year. It's it's kind of that you know they're not gonna. They're not gonna whoop you too bad, and there's a little prestige in playing them. So I, I think so. You know, well, have this a, game, there's a rematch at St. Thomas as recently as 2029. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> they had to wait a while. But this is Harbor's opener, Joe. You know, they only play 10 games. So, oh, boy. Uh, it's, uh, this is it. They wait They wait till a respectable point in September to start their football season like all teams should. That's right. The world was a better place when Murray Warmath opened his season on September 20th against yeah. Nebraska when it was a non-conference game, and he didn't get beat 84-13. to 13. Right. But what the hell? Pat, have fun. <laughs> all right, I will. All see right, you. see you later. Uh, it sounds like he has plans for Monday in Gloucester. If the hurricane doesn't blow them away, oh, yeah, that's a good point. so that might delay Monday sports talk. But even think fine it. with me. I, I figured it would, it would be. just be fine with me. I uh, I already emailed Mark. Good, that's Mark, uh, the uh, Mark Trenberth, the letterer for uh, and he doesn't Derek know Berry. it yet, but he's about to regret giving Boy, us his email. Mark, uh, you take me off the hook. I'm just a messenger. I, You're you the middleman. You got Kenny barking up your tree. That's uh, that's not my problem. I'm just really hoping he's at the 100 tonight because I really need to talk to him. We're young. Let's do this, Judge Smells. Today is Friday. T G T I Friday. It's the scramble. A 
should turn my mic on first Try before it. I start talking about my friends at North American Banking Company. You know what? Here's why I made the decision. Uh, I had been a big bank c- uh, customer for years, and I got tired of feeling like just a number. So I decided to make the switch. And North American Banking Company was there for me because... They get that. They understand that there's no shortage of banking options, and they want to make that relationship a little bit better. And they did that with me. They will do that with you. So my location's in Roseville, but you can also see North American Banking Company at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and, of course, their new location up there in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And here's this is the biggest part about the, this relationship, is they are locally owned and operated. And that's huge because if you're a small business owner, that means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They're not sent out of state. So this helps owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. So check out their website today, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Please let them know. You heard about them here on the Garage Logic podcast. Only because they come to us all the way from the traveling Lymans, and I have an update. The Lymans will be in Minnesota for about six weeks, okay. visiting family and friends. Then they'll be off again and continue their travels of the world at WorldWideWaftage.com. Hmm. We need an update. I just gave it to you. No, but I meant we should have them in. Well, it, it, you, you yeah, that'd be fun. Arrange that. I loved that. That yeah. was great when yeah. they came in. Uh, Ruck it on that, yeah. I can do it. I got there. You get it. Yeah, I got it. You can get them. On this day. Joe, today is already September 15th. In 1801, Alexander Henry II arrived at Pembina River. Is it Pembina or Pembina? Pembina. I don't know. To begin his trading business. Mackinac. On this day in 1834. September 15th. St. Peter's Indian agent Lawrence Talaferro suspended the license of fur trader Alexis Bailey an employee of the American Fur Company, Bailey had broken trade rules, including those forbidding the sale of liquor. Bailey's replacement, Henry H. Sibley, played a major role in Minnesota history. On this day... Joe, are you talking about 915? That's right. In 1862, the state of Minnesota and the Ojibwe living near Crow Wing signed a peace treaty negotiated to alleviate settler colonists' fears that the Ojibwe would join in the U.S.-Dakota War. In truth, the agreement was void because the state did not have the power to make treaties. Hmm. And finally, on this day, September 15th, in 1869, St. Cloud State Teachers College, Minnesota's third such institution, opened in a remodeled hotel, the former Stearns House. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Mark Trenberth. I Googled him. He's the uh, sign painter. He's on a podcast 2019. I turned the podcast on. I'm 20. Hold on. 27 seconds in. He starts naming the programs he listens to and watches. Yeah. Guess who made the cut? I hope we did. Garage Logic podcast. Yeah. No way. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. What, what about table talk with the rookies family? Any, any, <laughs> Whatever any? happened to that? Yeah, how come that I'm not now? How come I'm not enjoying that on a weekly on basis? That's on hiatus. hiatus uh, most of them have not it? been briefed. 
right. as to the future of the uh, the. Well, the I was going to say, I was just listening to the most recent episode dated <laughs> 2019. Matthew, well, Matthew. We don't really I've make got any a, money off it. Dude, I've got a brilliant idea. What? I don't like doing the Krabby Coffee Shop. Why don't you start doing this table thing and we'll just call it the Krabby Coffee Shop? <laughs> that would be a good idea. All right, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to my peeps. I'll talk yeah. to my peeps. Anyway, I interrupted you, Joe. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Thanks, Mark, I, for listening. I don't know what I was saying. You were neither, just finished. Neither do I. I was listening to another podcast. Oh, <laughs> no, we're done. Thank you, GLers. Uh, hey, don't forget, if you missed out at the Minnesota State Fair, yeah. you can get There's your... a talk shop, isn't there? That's right. Uh, all you have to do, go to garagelogic.com to see all of this year's merchandise in a variety of colors, sizes, and shapes. What? The 30 Years of Common Sense t-shirt was the brand new one this year, and that's available in t-shirt, long sleeve, and hoodie. Uh, items also include favorites such as the University of Garage Logic, spelled correctly this year, the right. NAC Hardware and Lounge, and even a Monday Night Sports Talk Classic. You can see all the merch at garagelogic.com. Click on the 30 anniversary garage sale or enter the keyword shop i just placed an order for people who live elsewhere oh nice yeah it's just that What's simple your order? Mm-hmm. uh gl the uh, the gl sweatshirt oh. the hoodie the thing no the gl sweatshirt yeah I like uh, whatever that. i was given instructions i order whatever i was told to order got it that's yeah. that's what you're supposed to do speaking of ordering i'm ordering you to go to youtube Find the Garage Logic YouTube page and subscribe for free so you can be entertained and tell your friends about it as well. Aside from that, you go to garagelogic.com and sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council. It costs 10 bucks a month or $100 a year. You'll be entertained on and off the air during the breaks, during the podcast, and prior to and post. It's a lot of fun to see how we act in real life. I talk like a chicken. While we're on break. Do you know yeah. that? Yeah. I did not know that. Well, go to garagelogic.com. That's a crow. That's a oh. chicken. Oh, maybe I better change my tune. <laughs> it is time once again that we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And boy, now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay and do what I did. Pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is there for you once again for that no-obligation 48-minute financial consultation and he's on the line with us once again here in garage logic and today josh you would like to touch on quadruple witching and market volatility that is correct triple witching all the options come due on the same day and that happens four four times a year and tends to increase market volatility particularly in the following week chris and this following week is one of those weeks that happens to coincide with an old saying of Bell Rosh Hashanah and by Yom Kippur. So an old market thing. Rosh Hashanah is the start of the Jewish New Year. Yom Kippur is the Jewish Day of Atonement. And that happens to coincide with the end of some seasonal period in the stock market. Seasonally, a week period in in the in the market, which is typically begins in August, goes through uh, September and early October, and Yom Kippur typically being the start of a stronger seasonal period of time. Additionally to that, we have uh, 
next week, the Fed has their meeting and the likelihood of the Fed leaving interest rates alone this time, but coming up with some hawkish commentary on the direction of the economy that still leaves intact the Fed's mantra of higher interest rates for a longer period of time. That said, we have had some positive news in the market. That was a very hot investment public offering, IPO, for a company that was taken private several years ago, Arm Holdings, which is a semiconductor design firm. They meant their designs power up just about every smartphone around. This company was bought by SoftBank, a Japanese investment firm, and SoftBank let go 10% of their shares into the marketplace. The shares, um, I'll say the IPO was priced at $51. First trades came at 56. The stock is currently trading at 64. So money has come from other semiconductor names and maybe a few other technology names to be invested, at least on the short term, in Arm Holdings. Arm Holdings stock is expensive on both a price to sales and a price to earnings basis. Sales have been more on the downswing for Arm Holdings as opposed to another expensive semiconductor name, that being NVIDIA, which has been moving up very strongly on the backs of NVIDIA's chips being used to power up generative artificial intelligence. But do bear in mind, this is the next week is going to be a little bit or could be a little bit more volatile following uh, this triple witching. And should you have any cash available, this would be the time to start taking advantage even more. So as I've always have said, keep cash on the sidelines to take advantage of the volatility that is in the market marketplace. So some of your favorite companies, if they fall back, you can buy shares at a lower price point. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. Well, you heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. We're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.